0: draft house i mean host mark joined by co-host jeff what up mark what's going on
1: you know me man just chilling watching movies as chillin', usual
0: chilling watching movies uh hey jeff hey. it's it's a it's a new month which means I a new know. theme but Can you also
1: feel the love in the air
0: oh yeah but before we get into what the theme is this month and what we watched we gotta plug some new music and our music this month is brought to you by the indie musician. However, he built, he builds his stuff as pop rock and soul, uh, artist Troy with, uh, his latest song, Gemini. Um, it's pretty good. Uh, you know, so make sure you hit the show notes so you get the links to all his, uh, uh, social media accounts, um, website, Spotify, doing, doing big things. Um, really really unique sound um as far as I know he's just a one he's a one man show um but but pretty cool uh like like a good uh like a good miner of gems I found him on the tiktok
1: well done sir I haven't heard it yet but I assume it's great because your track record is exemplary
0: thank you thank you anyways um Jeff what's the theme this month
1: I don't know, my mic stand just fell down. Okay. Oh okay. You'll see on video. I got the whole thing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I, hope, okay, I, hope, so.
0: I hope you're holding the mic like a like a reporter on the side of nope. the road.
1: Hey, uh if the weather here is getting bad. So I'm going to talk about what we watch, and then you're going to fill time no. while I hook this back up. No, so no, no. What's wa- the
0: theme? What's the theme?
1: Oh, what's the theme? The theme this month is Adam, Eve, and Steve romantic comedies. We're picking romantic comedies that star an Adam and Eve or a Steve. Okay. Okay. And so we watched The Lonely Guy. I picked it, so you know it's old as shit. 1984 starring Steve Martin, <laughs> Charles Grodin, Merv Griffin, Joyce Brothers, and Judith Ivy. Uh, Throwing Merv
0: Griffin in this is kind of a cop-out. He
1: plays himself. Yeah, uh,
0: for like two minutes.
1: He has two scenes, and it's great, though. He <laughs> makes fun of himself. I love it. It runs for an hour and a half, and uh, it's a comedy, and it's a romantic comedy. Take it away, Mark, while I fix my mic arm.
0: All right, yeah, so um, Jeff picked this one, and we I mean, I knew it, like, so when... when uh, I don't remember if I, m- I mentioned it on last week's episode or not, but um, I had my wife kind of help me mine the 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 filmography of certain Adam Eves and Steves uh, for for romantic comedies, and and she's like, hey, what about Steve Martin? I was like, no, 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 leave it to Jeff. Jeff's got the the Steve, and she showed me a- another Steve Martin film. I forget what it's called. Uh, was it Roxanne? Yes, it was Roxanne. Thank you. Um, Which we're
1: watching this month. I, not only did I take care of Steve Martin, I did two Steve Martin movies.
0: That's right. Uh, and so when I was watching this, because I have never seen it, I had never heard of it before you picked it, um, I'm watching- Which
1: is true of anything that's older than 2006.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm watching The Living Room uh one night when my my wife comes home she gets she gets off work some days uh around you know 6:30 whatever and she comes in and she she I'm on the couch and she looks at me she looks at the TV and it's this old fucking movie and she's like fucking jeff fucking jeff did Um, she really say that no but she said he picked this one didn't he? i said yes oh yeah (laughs) she she
1: does know that
0: but uh no i'd I'd never seen it um i'm i'm a fan of steve martin i just i don't i'm not too i'm not too versed with his filmography right um so
1: what have we seen with steve martin i uh, think
0: just little shop what uh oh in in our history yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, Little Shop of Horrors is going.
1: But what about uh, other than that? What are some scenes um, that you like? Like I don't want you to tell me some stinkers
0: if no, there are any uh, that
1: you like. So, um or I can lay some out there and you can say yes or no.
0: So, my most recent is uh Only Murders in the Building. Uh, it's a TV show. It's not a not a film, but um, it's a Hulu original. I think it's got like two seasons. Martin
1: Short's in that too.
0: Yeah, Martin Short, Selena Gomez. It's really it's really good. Um but um, name some other ones, and I can tell you if I've seen them.
1: Okay, one you've probably seen, Father of the Bride. Yes, okay. Um, uh, parenthood? Ooh, parenthood. I don't think you have. No. We're. I, it's been on my list for us to watch for a okay. long time. Yeah, then no. But we just never got to it. There's a lot about that. It's like really early Keanu Reeves, really early Joaquin Phoenix. It's a good movie. Um, and also, there's a portion of it that's filmed here in our hometown.
0: Oh, good. At okay. the university.
1: Um, uh, so, you have you seen Roxanne? I have not. Okay. Uh, the Man with Two Brains? I have not. Um, I think it's All of You or All of Me. I can't remember the name of it completely. It's a good one, though. I have not. Um,
0: I'm telling you, a, a lot of his filmography is I've just... I've never seen it, um, so we
1: got to do Steve Martin month, is what. we're
0: Sure, seeing. that's fine. Um, I just like I'm in. A, this is my own name. Some of his recent stuff. How about that? Shit, I don't watch that crap.
1: <laughs> I mean, those are like the Pink Panther movies. Okay, no, I, I, I've seen the
0: Pink Panther how about movies.
1: Bowfinger with Eddie Murphy.
0: Ooh, don't that's think a so.
1: good one where he's a director and no, he's I, making a movie. So that one's got Eddie Murphy playing two roles, which, ah, ah, maybe I'll save it. Maybe I'll save it for, uh,
0: <laughs> no. All right. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to run this. down this. I'm going to run down this list. Only murders the i scene. Um, three amigos. Yes. I've seen three amigos. Okay. Uh, I have not seen trader. I've not seen pink Panther two. The jerk. I don't think so. Uh, um, well,
1: we got to get The Man With Two Brains. I love The Man With Two Brains, but it doesn't really fit with any themes we've gotten to yet.
0: I haven't seen... So he his filmography, it's not that big, right? I mean, well, I mean it is. I mean, yeah, it is. The SNL
1: days were the big thing, you know. Um, but no, it on it, for as long as he's been around, it honestly... I mean, 72 acting credits, you know?
0: And a lot of it's TV stuff, right? Um yeah. So, I, I don't feel as bad as you know. It's not as uh, a mortal as mortal a mortal sin as I thought it was to not.
1: Some of them, I, I oh, dirty rotten scoundrels. Ooh, have I seen? Probably that? my favorite Steve Martin movie.
0: If I've seen it, I don't remember it.
1: Planes, trains, and automobiles.
0: Yes, seen it.
1: Okay, all right. All of me was the one I was thinking of. Uh, yeah, all of me um, is another one that I know you haven't seen because it's a little more.
0: So Ooh, Steve Martin month. Okay. Uh that's no, fine. I'm I'm down with Steve Martin month. It's it's um I'm I'm 100% committed to that. However, a lot of this a lot of his stuff strikes me as kind of more his uh, as far as just the perception of his early stuff is more kind of slapstick um, Yeah. and and um, that's not really my thing. I think I've we've mentioned it here on the podcast. Yeah,
1: which I you know, that's under it's understandable, but it is sort of my thing. Right. But something like parenthood, father of the bride, those aren't really slapstick, but like the man with two brains and all of me definitely.
0: And I felt like this this one was kind of slapsticky. Um
1: Oh, definitely. That's what I liked about it. Is right. it cuz I watched it the first time and i had not heard of it. I just I think I just finished watching um the man with two brains for the first time. And I'm like, dang, uh, what other Steve Martin movies have I missed? Cause I hadn't seen it before. Right. And so I was like the lonely guy. And this is right around that same time. I'm like, okay. And I watched it and, and really enjoyed it. I thought it was really funny and I love slapstick movies. Give me a naked gun. They don't make them like this anymore. You know, right. like naked, Correct. Gun or, or it, top, uh, not top gun. What is it? Hot shots. <laughs> so,
0: um, um, I, I, I think this, you're right, they don't make this type of movie anymore. Um, it's just, it's a it's an era of film that is just not, it, it, and I, I feel like audiences probably wouldn't receive this movie the same way, or this type of movie the same way as they did, um, you know, back in the 80s. But I just, this mo- this type of movie is, it felt more like, it felt more like a TV show um, to me when I was watching it, just like kind of a longer TV show. Uh, in what
1: way? What? what I just that? I don't
0: I don't know if it was just maybe the way it was shot. Um, a lot of it spent uh, like in in an apartment. Um, a lot of it's like kind of. It sounded. Like, it felt like there should have been like a laugh track behind certain things, um, like when he's in the restaurant. Um, and he kind of there's that bit where everybody stops and the spotlight goes on them. Um, I, I don't know. It's just it it felt to me like um, a type of movie that I'm just not familiar with, uh, and and that's fine. Um, but I I don't I don't really have anything to compare it to.
1: Um, yeah, I, I think in a lot of ways that's fair because. Even among his other films, I don't have a lot. I mean, All of Me is probably, no, this is sillier than that. It it really is a, it does what great slapstick movies do, is they don't pause for you to laugh. Right. They don't acknowledge that what's happening is insane. Yeah. And those are like the two (laughs) big things that I think like more modern slapstick movies kind of do that I don't like, you know, like even the most simple gags that don't make sense in the real world. Like I think of the famous one from naked gun where Leslie Nielsen's holding the towel on his face. Like he can't get it off. Those are the things I like just that tone of just moving through it. Like it's real life. Yeah. Like nobody stops and thinks that what's happening is absurd. It creates its own rules for the world and then lives in them, which I think is great. Um, probably my favorite scene, but also maybe problematic, but is when they go to the bridge. So he's going to stop his <laughs> friend from committing suicide. Also one of the funnier all these scenes other in guys. the film. He's right. like, yeah. And he's like, Hey Warren. And he goes, no, I'm not Warren. I'm Ted. He goes, Oh, okay. And, <laughs> and then he keeps Ted walking. Jumped, jumps off the thing. And then <laughs> once he talks Warren down, a guy comes, Hey, are you using the sledge? No, you go ahead. And then that guy, and it's just so funny, uh, dark humor. Uh, that I really enjoy
0: and that's something that I, I will say this film was darker than I was thought it was gonna be and we got we got some titty right off the bat um,
1: yeah that's why I knew you would like it
0: <laughs> like one of the first scenes titty um, that scene is so great because it, it
1: sets the tone that this movie does and like th- that's the moment I fell in love with the movie is because it was like I'm like wow this is really ridiculous And so Steve Martin comes home and his girlfriend is in bed with another man. And he just goes about his day. He doesn't acknowledge the guy. He gets dressed. You know, he takes his clothes off, puts a robe on, gets in bed with his girlfriend. And she's just like, hey, there's another man here. You're not even noticing. And then Steve Martin introduces himself to him. And it's just this like it takes him a long time to get pissed off. And then when he does, he folds them up in the hide of bed. And I just, that was the moment I was like, oh, this is for me. This is for me.
0: <laughs> but then, you know, he's collecting his stuff and he goes out the door. And before he goes out the door, the, his girlfriend hollers, oh, don't forget to take the trash out. And he's like, he, you can tell he like kind of thinks about it. But he's like, okay. And and so that kind of, and, and that sets he up. He does not
1: Why would you do it? Right, like, right. Why would you do it in that situation? I'm not taking the trash out.
0: Right, right. I just caught you in bed with somebody else. And
1: you broke up with me. Like, I'm not taking, and then he does it, right? Right. And so, like, he gets to the street. That sets up his
0: character, That's right? That sets up uh, the the film's character. And I thought it does a really good job, is because he's a pushover. Um, He's kind of this, what the the kids call a cuck. Um, Whoa,
1: no, I wouldn't call him that. He didn't enjoy it.
0: Well, I mean, getting I, I cucked, you, but I, you, I, there's something
1: about being a cuck where I think you got to like it. He's just been
0: cheated on. I think is that. <laughs> but he crawls in bed and shakes the guy's hand. Come on. He enjoyed it. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> well, I don't know about that. I thought the whole thing was he was blissfully unaware or maybe <laughs> denying reality. I don't think it was like his shit. He was like, hell yeah, this is what we want.
0: I don't know. But uh, no, I thought I thought the the opening scene does do a uh, a good job of setting up his character, and and it and it gives it gives him for the rest of the movie, the rest of the hour and a half that this film runs for. Um, everything after that is kind of you like you're kind of just like oh okay yeah I can see it is because the the opening scene so outrageous that you i mean everything else that follows is just kind of like yeah this yeah, is kind of. he doesn't even
1: make it down the street before raul who is the man in bed with his wife has already been dumped <laughs> by her you know and he hears about it from a friend that has also been sleeping with his girlfriend and was like you knew about that and he's like yeah 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 um i i think that the opening really like i said sets the tone for me and it's like that's when i knew i was gonna like the movie um So and of course, Steve Martin meets Warren, who is played by Charles Grodin, who I've seen in a lot of things, but I honestly don't remember that much of the stuff he was in. Apparently, he was in the original King Kong. Uh Well, not the original, the '76 version. Yeah. Um. So, but uh, he's really funny. He kind of has this slow tone and
0: R.I.P. Charles Grodin.
1: Yeah, really, really calm. And he introduces Steve Martin to the concept of the lonely guy. Uh, that is a type of man that I wouldn't necessarily call an incel um, because they're not angry and upset about it. They're just kind of sad, and depressed that this they don't man have... is
0: this man is for sure a serial killer.
1: Charles Grodin.
0: Yeah. No, 100 percent.
1: No, he meets a nice lady later in the film, <laughs> you know, and he. No, he's not. He's kind.
0: I, <laughs> I, so. I do I do I do uh think that um and I don't I don't think I've seen anything else that Charles Grodin has ever been in, but um although he was a uh he was a character in um Law and Order S V U once. Anyways, uh I just I thought he, he played the part well. Um I just I got real real creep vibes from this dude, and I think that's probably what it was going for. Um, I know know what
1: I've seen him from. He's the dad in Beethoven.
0: Wait, what? The dog movie. Yeah. What? I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen that, but...
1: Well, that's what... That's the main thing I know him from.
0: Oh, shit. Man, fucking Hollywood's a small world, bro. Um, (laughs) I, I, I do think he plays the creep well. Uh, and he's not
1: a creep. Why do you think? He's a
0: creep. It's just because, like, but that's that's what the, that's the stereotype of the lonely guy, right? Um, kind of kind of creepy. Uh, like I mean, you you walk into an apartment and there's all these cu- cardboard cutout figures, and Homeboy tells you he got them from the Lonely Guy store.
1: Yeah, man, you never been there? <laughs> they got lots of various creams and gels. <laughs>
0: I mean, you're walking the fuck out, right? <laughs> of the Lonely Guy store? No, of Charles Grodin's apartment. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, I th- I think... But then, so the, the cops come, though. You're right. And one of the cops is like, hey,
1: man, where'd you get these? The Lonely Guy store. And he's like, oh, hell yeah.
0: Well, so he's not he, everybody he, is like he, you. He plays it off, because he doesn't want anybody to know he's the Lonely Cop. Um, but I, I thought that was a a a... a, a a funny moment where he's like, Oh, I I gotta, I gotta hit the head. And he's like, Hey, where'd you get these? It's just, I mean, it's ridiculous, but, um,
1: did this movie make you laugh though? Did, was it funny?
0: There were, there were certain parts where I, I I gave an audible chuckle. Um, and I think it's more, not so much that I was like, it was like, like funny ha ha to me, but it was funny gag. right? um, like the bridge scene that made me laugh uh is because he cares no he gives no fucks about anybody trying to kill themselves yeah he's just looking for he's just looking for the person he's looking for and um and, uh the 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 dinner scene where you know he's supposed to play it off by uh um oh, pretending to a, a pretending reviewer? yeah pretending to be a food critic and uh, I thought that was that was pretty funny. It's because the entire scene is is it it just and he breaks the fourth wall at certain times in this film, and I thought that was unique because I don't know, I don't have a good history of when like that sort of became the thing, but um, this is probably um, the earliest film I've ever seen that did it.
1: Uh, what year was Ferris Bueller?
0: That's before I 84. I know it's
1: before eighty four. It's probably been before this but uh yeah it it is a somewhat early one i guess but
0: yeah just i thought it was um it it was a, a unique uh touch on on this film is that it's it's all told through steve martin's perspective he's the narrator and he's you know he's the central point and and the story goes where he tells us it's gonna go and uh I don't know anything by the, the guy who directed this film, but um, he's dead, too. But uh, <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> Him and Charles Grodin are sharing a cold one right now. Um,
1: oh, he looks familiar. He almost looks like a really old version of the Fonz. <laughs> <Yeah, yeah. laughs> oh, he directed See No Evil, Hear No Evil.
0: That's a movie you've seen. Or no, that's a
1: movie it. we've seen for the podcast. Oh,
0: that's right. Yeah, we did see that. Damn. Okay. All right. He, All right. he
1: directed a movie called Romantic Comedy.
0: <laughs> I feel like we, we missed, <laughs> we missed mark. We
1: missed, missed a big <laughs> chance to do that.
0: Um. Anyway, so you had seen this before. hmm And so when you saw it the first time, you said you-, you This is for me. You said it was for you, but then you watched it this time. Was it better this time than it was the first time?
1: I think so. I I had forgotten a lot of things. Like, I forgot the bridge gags. There were a lot of, like, subtle, like, things that were missed. Like, one of the gags I really liked was when he starts writing his book and the camera pans up to the, you know, the calendars that have the tear away for each day and the days start going through. And then it cuts back to him. He's like, damn, wind. And he turns around and closes his window. That, to me, <laughs> is so classic slapstick that it's not even slapstick, right? Like, it's it's something that could happen. You could be sitting there and wind could come and blow your stuff away. But it messes with the way it, it makes fun of the trope from the films by having it be something realistic. That That's the sort of cleverness that you don't see in modern slapstick enough to me and that was just another one of those things that i really enjoyed um now i will say iris his love interest the character was quite annoying um yeah mostly because of how she was written it was like hey you're the right guy for me but she's too scared to commit which is real but it's done with such uh polarity where it's like, I'm in, I'm totally in. Let's, Oh, I love you so much. I'm out. I'm gone. I'm never going to talk to you again. Just forget about me. And that happens like two or three times in the movie that kind of wears on me a little bit. Um, but it wasn't the end of the world. Uh, I did like the scene where he goes to the Merv Griffin show and Merv Griffin is there. And for those that don't know, Merv Griffin was like a old school talk show guy, but Mostly I think of him creating game shows. Wasn't Merv Griffin the guy that did like Price is Right or some shit? He Um, did a lot. Yeah. Like his name is more famous than he is, I think. Uh, (laughs) Because nobody knows what the guy looks like, at least in my generation. But, you know, at the end of the show, he's there with Dr. Joyce Brothers, who's like a love guru doctor, kind of an early sex doctor that was on TV a lot. And they cut to him sleeping with these two models and Joyce Brothers is there. And the whole time, Merv Griffin is sitting and watching them. I like that because it's Merv Griffin willing to take the joke, right? Yeah. Um, that I appreciated.
0: Uh, Merv Griffin created the game show Jeopardy. Uh, the greatest he, game he, show he, of all time, right? He was the original host.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's probably the second best host. He not is that I've second. ever seen any episodes. <laughs> I mean, I think we all agree that you know Trebek is the best. But uh, I mean, it is probably the greatest game show ever made.
0: Yes, for sure it is. Um, yeah, I, I didn't. I, I so you know I don't. I, I don't have any, any. I honestly, if they had not said. This is the Merv Griffin show. I would not have known who that dude was. No, um, <laughs> totally. Because again,
1: I know his name, and right.
0: that's it. Right. Um, but you know, I, it's going to, to Judith I, Ivy. I her her character. It was, I mean, as it was pretty much slapsticky as as uh, not as as you know comedic as steve martin but um still there for laughs you know the, the the scene where they go into the bathroom and they're holding hands under the stalls um and then was romantic wasn't it <laughs> you've never done that <laughs> um uh i will say that this this movie the
1: tea in the lap
0: the which one the tea
1: in the lap where he accidentally spills oh, tea on yeah. her yeah yeah yeah. and he pours in his own i thought that was funny
0: uh, it's romantic what are you talking about um I agree. I so I will say that this is this movie had me pulling in different directions about if I thought Judith Ivy was attractive or not. Um like when he first, me, first meets her in the in the the restaurant and she's got a like bike tire with her I was like, "Oh, she's pretty cute." And then the next time we see her like she's got her hair a different way and like I was just like, oh, that's not the same way. Well then you the compare same. her
1: to his first girlfriend, who, who is, is more modely kind yes. of looks. Right. Another great scene when there he's throwing that party and Ivy shows up, but then his old girlfriend Danielle shows up. And she's trying to seduce him. And then she just flashes a nip. (laughs) Just flashes a nip as if that's going to do it. It was almost like the man's mentality of the dick pic. Like, this dick pic's going to get me laid. It was almost that. Um, And I found that really funny and stupid. And then he takes her in the room. And the next thing you see, she's coming out with her shit. Uh, I was all here for that, too.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I just... um, and then like he's he's like, Have you seen this mid twenties? He's he's asking around for, about her. Uh and he's like, Have have you seen this mid twenties? Uh, and I was like, Mid twenties? What yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'll do some research. <laughs> so uh this came out in eighty four.
1: <laughs> she was yeah. born fifty one, so it had been thirty
0: three. All right. So it's not not a far stretch, but um, she does not come across as as a young individual in this film, but uh, she was um, in the
1: film uh, The Devil's Advocate. Okay, with Pacino. You, I've seen in, it. Uh, Keanu. Yeah,
0: I don't remember her in it, but
1: I don't either. I remember very little about that film.
0: Um, yeah, I I thought, uh, you know, she had her moments. Uh, you know, she's oh, I I've, I've been married before, and he's like, oh, you yeah, have me too, and she's like, well, I've been married six times. Well, that's what got me
1: is when she gets married at the end of the film, uh, if I'm him, I'm thinking it's a matter of time, right? She'll be divorced again and right. then I can swoop in. Um, But that uh, when he runs into the other church, you know how to marry this guy? You're right. And it's the wrong <laughs> church. That's good. This is my problem with reviewing comedies. It's just like that scene was good and that part was funny because they tend to not, even though they're my favorite, they largely don't have a lot of theme. Uh, At least some of my favorites. There are comedies that are able to still have a like a a theme and a message when they're like satires or whatever. But uh, you You just wait till we get to the marriage story. All right. That is not going to be a comedy.
0: (laughs) You just Wait. All the things okay. we'll talk about during the Marriage Story episode. I could be wrong.
1: Maybe it's hilarious, but it doesn't look it.
0: Listen, I am not a fan. Hit the back half. Hit hit season one um, of the movie Draft House, uh, where we drafted. Make me like this actor.
1: Oh, the worst. The worst theme. <laughs>
0: and, and that's uh, what made
1: us watch Sils Maria. Right, that is
0: correct. Um, and you picked that Buddhist monk movie.
1: He wasn't Buddhist? I know he was. Were know he was.
0: <laughs> he, there were that monks movie's though. not bad. Um, and it's, it's your boy, no. the
1: guy you think is the greatest. What's his name? Adam Driver. No, the director.
0: Oh, Scorsese. Oh. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, no, anyways, um I I don't there, and you're right. There's not a lot to say about this movie because there's not a lot of substance. Um yeah, it's and it, yeah, it's like, more it's more moving through uh gags in this movie, right? And and that's fine. Um you know, I I don't know what I was expecting. Uh, it, it probably wasn't this. Uh but you know, I, I didn't I didn't hate it, right? Of course, um then. it's fun. I, I right, it, it it's a, it's a movie that you kind of have to condition yourself to watch if you're not expecting for it to be what it is. And so by maybe like 15 minutes in, you know, after he folds up his the opening scene where he folds up his his girlfriend and her lover, um I'm like, "All right, this is going to be that kind of movie." And so as soon as i conditioned myself to to be on board with the type of movie it was going to be um i mean i didn't have a i didn't have a terrible time um jeez what a what a what a, put that on the poster <laughs> i didn't have a
1: terrible time mark movie draft house
0: <laughs> the, uh it's it is a uh, it's a fine comedy um it, it it is a 80s comedy um
1: ooh and yeah, when you say that it sounds like an insult I mean to no, me no I just think I like it's, 80s comedies but
0: right but I think it's it it fits in a in a time capsule um and i don't there aren't movies made like this anymore you have to go back to the 80s and maybe little early 90s to to get this type of film and just beca- and they don't make them this way anymore. Uh, just films don't exist to run gag to gag. I think the, the, the last, the last movie I can remember that kind of existed to, to, to go gag to gag was like the Austin Powers movies. Um, and, and that's probably not true. There's probably been other films, but, um, just in my mind, that's what I remember. But at the same time, you know, you got Steve Martin, he's a, he's a treasure, um, I, you know, I've I've never seen Steve Martin stand up. I, mean, I think the only stand up I've ever seen him do is at the Oscars, when he's yeah. been like the I Oscars. I don't think house. I've
1: actually seen it. I mean, there's the classic picture of him with the arrow through the head thing. Yeah. Um, but I I don't think I've ever seen his stand up either.
0: And that's shame on us, is because he's regarded as one of the great comedians and. In the world, so it's uh, yeah.
1: I I mostly know him through his movies. I mean, specifically, right. I've seen Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, you know, ten times probably.
0: So, yeah, Do we have any? I mean, what else? What else can we say about
1: is it? it? We don't have to drag it out. Um, <laughs> do you, know, you recommend I, it? <laughs> I do. It, it's a movie I really enjoy. It is a gag to gag movie, sure, but the gags are fresh and funny. Um, and I think that if you like slapstick you may not have seen the lonely guy it's a little more under the radar it's not named among you know your airplanes and naked guns but it's in that vicinity to me i really like it
0: yeah um these types of films aren't my favorite um i'm not gonna recommend it but it's not because i didn't enjoy it it's just just simply because i don't i don't have anything i I can't like say this is this is good or it's bad because I, i don't watch these type of movies all that much um, but I, Are I mean, slapstick
1: movies you do like?
0: I don't. I don't. I don't Naked know. Gun airplane. <laughs> no, I, I mean, like I've seen both, and I've just been like, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, Naked I mean, gun it's not, so I, 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 good. It's not like I hate them. It's just I don't like. I know people that can recite the entire fucking movie, and I'm just like, okay, man, that's well, cool. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> but uh, no, I I'm not gonna recommend it. But um, I didn't have a terrible time, so and i would have never watched this film without this selection so um appreciate you
1: oh yeah happy to help <laughs>
0: so what, what what are we watching next week
1: all right so for the first time ever you're going back to back and the back first back. of your double feature ass, to ass. ass. oh ass dude <laughs> ass i hate that i saw a clip of it on twitter the other day I threw it up in my mouth uh, but you selected a Steve Carell vehicle, seeking a friend for the end of the world. This came out in 2012. It also stars Kira Knightley, uh, Adam Brody. So that's another Adam for us. Ah, I uh, a up. comedian I like Rob Hubel who's in there. Um, yeah, there's a lot of sort of Patton Oswalt. So some pretty good comedians in there.
0: Yeah. We're going to have I'm a good time. i looking forward
1: to it. I've never seen it.
0: Uh, it's 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 a movie directed and written by the same person, so that's good. It's always good.
1: It all Like, we could have done this. Yeah, it's all coming <laughs> together, man.
0: Lorena <laughs> Scafaria. Scafaria. Yeah, I could have done
1: Bowfinger for the dang. Like, I have to keep Bowfinger on the back of my mind. Uh,
0: I don't know. I don't know if you'll enjoy it. <laughs> Anyways, uh, again, we want to give a shout out to the, the the new music this month, and it's the uh, the musical artist Troy uh, with uh, his song Gemini. Give the uh, the show notes a like. <laughs> give the show notes hit the show notes to give him a uh, hit the show. To, uh, what the fuck am I saying? Hit the, hit the show, show notes up. to get the links to all his social media accounts. Uh, so you can give him a like, a follow, and subscribe. So he's doing big things. Um, appreciate him allowing us to use his music here on the podcast. Uh, if you want to follow Jeff, oh, hey, hold on, let's back it up. If you want to follow the podcast on social media? You can find us at Movie Draft House. We're on Twitter, we're on TikTok, we're on Instagram. We're right here on YouTube where you watch us, so make sure you hit the uh, subscribe button when it pops up so us any future content here on the podcast and you can find all our social media accounts when you hit the more button Ugh, on the you YouTube. It just
1: sounded like the most professional shit I've ever
0: heard. <laughs> yeah, just cut that out, sounded the, so cut, good. Cut out the previous minute that I just fucking <laughs> <laughs> just fumbled joking. over my That <laughs> sounded really good. Uh, if you want to follow Jeff on Twitter uh, and, and tell him, hey, you know... Steve Martin and Martin Short. Let's do that. Let's do that for a a theme. You can I, find them. I, no, here's a theme.
1: Go ahead, and find the handle, and then I'll tell you what <laughs> you just made me think of.
0: Find them at Podcast by Jeff.
1: Now this would take a little work, but a theme that's sort of like one degree of separation, almost like Steve Martin, and then you did Martin Short, and okay. then I did. You know,
0: we would, we get would have Shorty. to. Okay. You,
1: you know, like that sort okay. of thing. We
0: could we could do that if it would just we, take a lot of prep. No, I don't think it would take a lot of prep. We would just have a, kind of maybe a lot of like a, a lot of dead dead oh, air time. That's what editing's for. But right. when you're editing the video, it makes it a little more <laughs> annoying.
1: Audio's a lot easier. But, but uh, if you wanted to get in touch with Mark and ask him to do your voiceovers for whatever ad reads you need, you can get in touch with him. at I heard you liked.
0: Yeah, my, uh, my retainer's not great, but... Um, Keeps falling w- out. But dum bum Anyways, uh, catch us next week when we review you seeking a friend for the end of the world. Jeff, um, any words?
1: I have words of wisdom. Oh, shit. Just to show you the quality of writing from a okay. lonely guy. This line is classic. Uh, Warren Evans, who's the sad, boring, lonely guy. I don't like to take naps. I don't like to wake up more than once a day because when I first wake up, I get that shock of who I am and everything. I really don't like to do that more than once a day. I want you